1: Every Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. We are here discussing week five of the NFL. We're going to be talking about the main DFS slate, so the 12 games, uh, 8 early, 4 late. I am Scott Jensted. Joined as always by Andrew Laird. We are sponsored by Winbed. Appreciate that. Andrew, if I could queue up, if we had the musical rights to One Last Time from Hamilton, I would play it right now. Um, this is actually your last football podcast with me, uh, with the company. You are uh, taking a different opportunity. I will let you. Uh, I'll let you announce that at a different time. But uh, I will. I will miss doing this with you. I know that uh, people will miss hearing you on the air. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so I will miss you. I know people listening will miss you. I know it, uh, that your information we missed on the site. So uh, uh, congrats on whatever you're doing next. But I'm uh, looking forward to doing this one more time.
2: No, no, no. thank you very much. This uh, podcast is easily like the highlight of my job. So, like, it's uh, <laughs> Well, I would
1: like to hear that. That's a good thing. So, I just, yeah. I but
2: That's I mean, awesome. you have been uh, kind of teasing this for a while. Uh, our preseason one, obviously, Derek Van Riper and uh, Vlad Sedler have uh, gone on to some pretty significant things after podcasting with you for a little bit. I believe yeah. I outlasted both of them, though.
1: You did. So. You did. I think. Uh, I think by about a year. You, uh, but I, clearly. You come on this podcast with me, and uh, you get uh, you get good career opportunities to come out from it. So I imagine the applications to f- uh, fill in for you are going to be streaming in by the by the by the busload. We we'll have to like, like get a little P.O. box board or something. I
2: was going to say you should just start your own recruiting service, yeah. and you're basically just placing people. You're like the new uh, uh, whatever the job search sites are now.
1: Could I have could I have sounded older with a P.O. box like anybody mails anything in <laughs> anymore? <laughs> My God, people are like, "What do you mean? What's a PO box? Why would you mail something in?" Um, but no, but seriously, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to it also. obviously, this is early Friday morning for me, so like I would have to like it to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I have, I have a regular job, so I'm not getting up this early on Friday to do this unless I enjoy doing it. And uh, a big part of that is is doing it with you. So it's uh, it's been fun. Thanks for that. Um, you know, making friends as an adult is a weird thing too. And I feel like uh, I feel like that we are actually friends. I, that might not be a mutual feeling. I just might feel that myself. I don't know. If you oh, feel no. I don't know if you feel that too. But you know, it doesn't matter to me as long as I feel it. Like that's really what matters. But uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm hoping oh. you'll, hoping you'll stay in touch, and uh, we, we will still, uh, uh, you know, chat as well. You know, maybe not about football quite as much, but we will hopefully still chat. So I, I appreciate that. And uh, let's, uh, let's jump into week five. What do you think? Let's do it. Beautiful uh first of all you know we, it's so, so funny we talk about uh we talk about oh you got to stick with guys robert woods last night in the thursday night game my god i would have played him if it was on the main slate a hundred thousand percent until until he fa- until he uh, did this and uh but i uh, failed a couple times but 12 catches last night was was madly frustrating but uh we will not be talking a uh, primetime game that's the Rams seattle was last night kind of a gross weird game uh thursday it was a weird one thursday nights are brutal uh, Buffalo-Kansas City is the Sunday night game. That's an awesome game. We won't be talking about that one, but that's an awesome, like, just watch football game. Yep. Uh, and baltimore is Monday night, kind of uh, one of those games that looked good in uh, a month and a half ago and now doesn't look so good. And uh, the London game is, uh, is off the slate. That's uh, 6.30 in the morning on Sunday. Um, I'm not going to get up at 6.30 to watch this game. It's the Jets and the Falcons, and I'm probably going to miss that one.
2: I mean, if there's ever a game to wake up early for, it's that one, though. Scott, please.
1: Can you imagine if you live in England? You're like, wow, we get an NFL game this weekend. I'm going to go to that game. And you look it up. You're like, yeah, not going to that game.
2: But And next week's even worse, though, isn't it? Jags, somebody.
1: It, there's always the Jags and somebody. They, they have back-to-back London games, huh?
2: Yeah, it's – uh, I don't know. I like the idea. Like the 930, start, 930 Eastern start is kind of nice. It ob- Sometimes yeah, it actually or, it's moves.
1: Or, it's horrible, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: Well, see, I have years of like waking up to like soccer games coming on at that time. Yeah. and so like I like having early morning like professional sports. It's It's the complete opposite of how I felt when I was younger when I was like, oh no, let's stay up late. I'll what you know, right. the West Coast 10 p.m starts for the Yankees were always fun. Like I I, I can't last that long anymore. so I'll take I'll happily take the 9 30 a.m.
1: Dolphins Jags is, uh, is the. <laughs> next yeah, there you go. God, that's brutal. I, there's so many Urban Meyer jokes that went through my head, and I'm just not going to use any of them. They're just, they're all too easy. It's just, they shouldn't I'm even not, let them in. I'm not going to go with the low hanging fruit. It's just, that's, it's just too easy. But, mm-hmm. um, so we have, we have, uh, eight early games, four, uh, late games this week. Um, it's uh, not quite the high total fest that we had last week. Last week we had five games over 50. We have three games under 44 this week. We have two games under 40. We have not had an under 40 game all week, all, all season so far. It's only week five, but still, we have two of them this weekend. Uh, we and, have not games games and not the Jets. And not the Jets. You know, They're off the slate anyway, but yeah, not the Jets. <laughs> um, we have three games that are over 50. Let's talk about those first. Um, and not ones that really jump off the page like like Buffalo and Kansas City does. I think that's one yeah. like 54, or 54 and a half or something like that, but that's off the slate. Um, Green Bay at Cincinnati. Obviously, the, the Aaron Rodgers bump there. That's 50 and a half. Um, the Giants at Dallas. Not uh, not what you think of as an offensive. As 52. Obviously, a lot of that is Dallas. And... Hoping that the, the Giants stick with them, and then uh, the the ers of Arizona's fifty. So we have no uh, no big like 54, 55 games, but a few over fifty. Do any of those three jump out to you as like I want to stack this game? This is the one I want. Uh, I want a lot of a uh, piece of because there's there's no like one game that fully jumps off this week.
2: Yeah, I'll actually add um, when I put my uh, my spreadsheets together here. That that uh, did you say it was the San Francisco uh, Cardinals is 50? as yeah. it. So I had that removed. It. I saw that at 49 and a half, which was actually the same as Detroit and Minnesota. Okay. Which is another one that um, yeah. we I will definitely be talking about later. But no, right. like I don't you're, want to. La- your last
1: day in the show, you figure you to start correcting me on everything now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just shows how like off my lines are. That's all. There but you go. no, the um I I feel like just looking at those teams that people will like want to play the Cowboys because they're yeah. you know, we've been playing them anyway. But you have to imagine that the packers will get plenty of attention because aaron rodgers is always you know if you have an opportunity to play aaron rodgers where you don't necessarily have to play him over like some absolute studs and i mean there are some good guys on the slate but like i feel like people tend to take that certainly with devonte adams everybody talking about this like positive or yeah positive uh, i guess it's progression not positive regression there you go but the devonte adams lack of like goal line targets and they were like, "Oh, it'll correct." While we're like ignoring the fact that it, he's been like overperforming that for his entire career, right? I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's funny I, when, I, when I first started looking at. It, I'm like, "Oh, maybe I can go with a sneaky Aaron Rodgers stack with, uh, you know, no he's playing him." And I'm like, as I looked at more quarterbacks and more lines, I'm like, "Yeah, that's not really going to be very not scary, so sneaky." Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Oh, you get you get Rodgers and Adams. You come back with either Higgins or Jamar Chase." I'm like, that works really well. And then I realized that that's not going to be unpopular in any way. No. But um, low totals this week, we have uh, the Saints at the Washington football team. It only took, uh, you know, two years of me getting that right. 43 and a half there. And then we have the two games I, I teased under 40. I know this is big information, people. It's uh, very exciting. Uh, Denver at Pittsburgh, 39 and a half. Never thought we'd see Steelers yeah. under 40, but uh, here we are. And then New England at Houston, a truly horrible matchup uh, 39 and a half. Also. Um, obviously, Houston's offense is is really, really rough there with uh, my Stanford quarterback, Davis Mills, at the helm and not looking especially NFL ready. Um, it's been it's been rough. Of all the rookie quarterbacks you thought would get starts early. Davis Mills was not high on that list. No, no. And uh, it's uh, it's looked as bad as you ho- as, as you as you kind of feared. But, um, yeah, two games under 40. We don't get that in the in the modern NFL all that much. But uh, here we are. That's uh, it, it's ugly.
2: They're they're also very different games like uh, Denver is plus one at home, I think. That sound, sounds
1: about right. I think, I think that's what I saw, too.
2: I know it's Denver plus one, but uh, but New England's minus nine, eight and a half is what the line that I saw. So like they're the low total games. But if you look at team implied totals, the favorites are very different. Like yeah. I usually sort everything that I do by team implied totals. And you'll see like New England very far away from Pittsburgh, even though they're both in a, uh, in games with totals that are very low.
1: Crazy enough, that game is actually at Pittsburgh. It is at Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Pittsburgh is a a home underdog. That's – and not to like – No, no, no. Their favorite –
2: I have them at Pittsburgh minus one. here.
1: But even a close one against someone that's not like Kansas City or Buffalo or – dallas or something like that just it's it's weird to see denver in there. As a right but uh yeah it, it's funny we talk about the nfl changing so much it's, it's amazing how many teams look fully different than they did just a month ago like we're only in week five and there are teams that were just totally different than we thought I mean, you look like you look at washington we're like washington's defense is gonna be dominant but they're not gonna be able to score all that kind of stuff washington's defense has been horrible so far it's it's really strange how it's just in the nfl like we talk about in, in season-long fantasy like, people are like Focus on team defense stuff. I'm like, you got a month from now, that team defense might look fully different. Like, you've got to be willing to adjust, and uh, that's why people don't reach early on 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 defenses because they were the top defense taken, and they it's been rough.
2: Yeah, you can say the same thing about Tampa Bay. Like their defense, it's the offense that's getting them through, and I think that was kind of the expectation. I feel like this year's Tampa, or at least what we've seen so far, is what we were expecting them to be all of last year.
1: Right, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point there. Um, so let's jump into some kind of who we think are going to be the popular guys, who we think will be, uh, you know, quote-unquote, the optimal cash lineups. Uh, when I started with that, I started looked at quarterback, and I just I, I went right to Kyler Murray when I was looking at that. Um, we talked about Allen and Mahomes are off the slate. He's 8,000. Um, the 49ers have a beat-up secondary. Uh, they struggle with running quarterbacks. Uh, Kyler threw for 270 yards last week, 268. That was his lowest yet. So he's been really, really good. We talked about it last week. how he's a multiple quarterback one week's, Um Still had two touchdowns last week. The Four have struggled kind of corralling Murray in the past as it was. Uh, I think that he's going to be the first quarterback that people, uh, people go to this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, you laid it out. There are like tons of reasons to – to play him. Uh, I believe they have the fourth highest total implied total the the Cardinals do. And so, I mean, he's just been awesome. You know, people use the whole like matchup proof or whatever, although the matchup itself isn't even that uh, dangerous, no offense, but
1: none, none, none taken. We, uh, we do not deserve the mantle of uh, scaring people on defense right now.
2: I think the only reason that people will hesitate with Murray is because they have to pay so much for Derrick Henry, but if there was, I mean, I feel like every week we, you know, there's this long, like, this is why you should play Derrick Henry. And it's like, you could just say like, he's the best running back in football and make or, or he's going to
1: get 57 touches or whatever. right? And like it, it happens. It's crazy.
2: There, if you ever have to read more than like one sentence of why you should play Derrick Henry, like then people are just using, you know, they get paid by the word. Like the interesting conversations about Derrick Henry is when you shouldn't play him. And for cash games, there's just no reason not to play him this week.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that, since you mentioned him, I, I, Henry was the next guy I had in here is the is the popular one. He's 9,000 on DraftKings. He has 127 touches through four games. That's the fourth most ever. And the NFL used to, like, hand the ball to guys over and over and over, most since 2003, I think I saw. Um, he has 30 or more touches in three three straight games, 41, 31, and 35. He's five receptions away from his career high, which is pretty crazy. That's week wild. five. Uh, I mean, great matchup. They're at Jacksonville. Uh, you know, they're they're decent-sized favorite. I think they're about like seven, eight-point favorites. Uh, good game script. And, you know, he's one of those guys that game script does matter because they, when they take the lead, they feed the heck out of him. Yeah. Uh, they don't go away from him if they're down. If it's a close game, you know, it's hard to see Jacksonville blowing them out. Maybe get a close game. Still, they're going to be feeding him the ball. I think that uh, among running backs at 9,000, um, I think you, you, the, the point is good on Kyler because it's hard to go both of them. But I think running back, just people are going to be clicking Derek Henry and just figure out what to do with the second one as kind of their next task.
2: I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Click Henry and just go from there. And I think the go from there will end up people having to go away from Murray just because, you know, you, you just get stretched pretty thin. But, I mean, that's not to say people won't play both of them. Like, it's not like Murray is going to be not popular in you. Yeah. In cash games. So,
1: so I want to come back to the other, like, kind of uh, popular running backs in a second. But while we're here and talking about Murray and uh, the money there, um, elephant in the room, Trey Lance is 5,700. Um, Trey Lance did not, I'm a 49ers fan, so I'm going to say, I can say this on bias, Trey Lance did not look good last week, but had 20 points in a half. Like, it's just one of those things. The floor is is there because of the rushing yards. I mean, he did not, he was throwing rockets. I mean, the dude has a freaking cannon, by the way. Like, he th- he, th- mm-hmm. he, threw a, he threw a pass to Debo that was like 10 yards, and Debo went up and just caught the end of the ball because it was coming. So hard. it was a great catch. And like, my great God, catch, how, yeah. how, 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 how strong are your hands? It's like insane. But um, like, he throws the ball hard. The touch is not quite there. It's, it's not, maybe he looked more raw than looked bad. I guess probably maybe a better word for it. But he was throwing behind guys and he came in at halftime. Um, Garoppolo had the calf injury. Garoppolo is apparently going to try and practice today, and Shanahan was like, "Well, if he can look like he can push off, we can maybe." And I'm like, "Dude, if you you don't know if he can push off on Friday, like, and it's not like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and a rocket arm, as it is. Like, I can't imagine Garoppolo is going to play. But it's, let's say Garoppolo's ruled out, um, do you go with Trey Lance in the cash lineup at 5700? Do you is that only a GBP play for you? Like, where do you where do you go with this like raw huge upside guy at a very low price this week?
2: I think the the fact that he can score in m- multiple ways, like, you know, he's basically the modern quarterback. Like, I think absolutely at that price, people will play him. And I think he's worth playing. Like, absolutely.
1: And has three, I, I'm not going to call him elite weapons, but three really good weapons. Dino yeah. and Kittle for sure. I mean, who knows with Ayuk, but obviously super talented. Has has been a weird, obviously, first month of the season. But it's not like a quarterback who's has this weird flow. Like, even looking like Jalen Hurts. You're like, well, you know, how, how are his weapons? And you're like, well... Trey Lance has weapons. He he yeah. hit Debo with a lot. He was obviously a blown coverage last week, but a seventy-yard touchdown to Debo last week. Um, but he's got Kittle. He's got Debo. He's got a really good offensive mind running the offense, and Kyle Shanahan, who I imagine after a week of practice will be more prepared than say Matt Nagy was with Justin Fields that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Fifty-seven hundred. I agree with you. I think I think he I think you play him, and I think a lot of people are going to because they're the way this this uh, this slate works. Like. You either go cheap there or you go cheap at running back, which we're going to talk about. There are a couple options this week, but um, you can go Lance and you can really, you can really stack up a lot of guys. And I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to stack Lance if you don't want to. I don't think you can go Lance, you can go Lance naked if you wanted to.
2: Yeah. It's funny that you compare them to fields because we, you brought this up last week or another, you know, one of our previous ones that basically. One of we, our,
1: that, one of our years and years of podcast. <laughs> that
2: Nagy was just, seem completely unprepared for fields. Yeah. And the 49ers have obviously been using Lance in some some situations, but it is kind of weird. The whole, like if Garoppolo can plant Friday, then like maybe he'll play because like your game plan is just very different depending on who your quarterback is in that situation.
1: They have a bye next week. I just can't imagine they're going to put Garoppolo out there. Like if they want Jimmy to come back and play, like the smart thing to do is let him sit a week and then let him sit the bye week and then come back healthy. But it's funny when, and when Lance came in at halftime, you're like, I wonder what this is going to look like. And it looked like they had packages set up for Trey Lance. They ran a lot of run play option. Like a lot yep. of he was running the ball. A lot. It, it, it clearly was not that you clearly did not have an offensive scheme built for it. But you had plays that like when Trey comes in, here's the plays we're going to run. Yes. Whereas with fields, I was like, it looks like he's running Andy Dalton's offense, which made no sense. Like if they yeah. had if they had Lance run Garoppolo's offense, it just make no sense because they're completely different people. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Like, I have no idea what to expect. Like, they could hang with Arizona in this game. They could get killed. Like, I have no idea what I'm walking into this week. But uh, I think that I think there'll be a lot of Trey Lance, uh, Trey Lance uh, rosters up this week.
2: Yeah, I think Lance is interesting. But the big reason not to play him is because you can play Trevor Lawrence for $100 more. And at least serious? on DraftKings.
1: Are you being serious or are you kidding?
2: I'm being serious. Like, the Titans have yeah, been The, t- the Titans is bad. Like, really bad. I mean, Zach Wilson just lit them up, and so Lawrence had looked better. You know, he's got weapons that you compare with him. Maybe it's more of a GPP play, but like, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if people started playing Lawrence in, in cash, particularly because I, you know, he started running the ball a little bit more. Um, was it eight carries for 36 yards last week? Yeah, and score, six for and 27 week before. and a touchdown. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah, so yeah. like, I think the only reason why. um why Lance won't be super popular is because I think people might just be more comfortable with Lawrence Yeah, that's a a, a $5,800 quarterback.
1: That's a really good point. I tend to think that more people will go Lance just because it feels a little sexier and more fun, Mm -hmm. but um, you're right. If you wanted to pivot away and stay in the same price point and kind of not touch the rest of your roster too much. Like I think Lawrence is a really interesting play and probably uh, one that you'll get at uh, a decent size of the lower uh, percentage roster.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, He has like a decent floor, but like, so like theoretically, he should be more popular in tournaments than than cash games. But I think he's playable in both.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a good one. I I do I do like that. That uh, that matchup is. uh, I'm looking at Tennessee. I mean, Zach Wilson had two ninety seven and two touchdowns last week, and then uh, Kyler went crazy on him in week one. Russell Wilson had three forty three and two in week two. So yeah, they've given up a lot of points to quarterbacks. That's a that's a good one. I, I do like that. Um, let's jump back to running backs. We might be popular. I'm going to give you some credit last week. You really, really liked Ezekiel Elliott. He had a huge game. I ended up playing him on my, on my main rosters that, that worked out well. I mean, he had 20 carries 143 yards and on a touchdown. Um, good game should again this week. They are, they're decently, I think they're like six and a half, seven point favorites against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are allowing 4.7 yards per carry, so clearly you can run on them a little bit. Uh, Zeke is 7,000, so a little bit more than last week, but still, you know, we're talking 2,000 away from Henry, a little bit cheaper than some other guys. Uh, where are you on the on the going to Zeke uh, back-to-back weeks?
2: I think it's fine. Like, I, I don't know if he necessarily is, like, required for cash games, but although he does seem like the an appropriate play if you're not going to play Henry, yeah. but – He's the one that jumped out. Point.
1: He's the one that jumped out to me, like in the mid range, is like the all right. This seems like a pretty uh, solid and safe play.
2: Yeah, I, th- I feel like we just got used last year to seeing him in like the top three to five salary range, and then he justifiably got lowered. But like he, based on last week and the matchup this week, like he should be, you know, eighty three hundred, and he's not. And so and take I advantage. Can, of.
1: Between him and Henry, I can kind of poke holes in everybody else too. So I think that as people scroll That's down. Fair. Like I mean, I, Alvin Kamara is a immense talent, but you know had zero targets last week. He's eighty six hundred. I can see a lot of people being like, "Why am I going to pay eighty six hundred for Kamara? Well, I just paid seven thousand for Zeke, and he's going to yeah. be super involved in a high scoring, really good offense in a game that they're favored and should feed him down the stretch." Um, I just think he, he, he a lot of people are going to just go, as I said, like scroll down and you get to quarter, whatever's that running back nine, and be like, "Oh, that makes sense." This is a perfect yeah. spot
2: for him. Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as like that's the team with the highest implied total and they're almost a touchdown favorite like yeah. that's those are the running backs you go for
1: and the world's most popular team it's just it all kind of it all kind of lines up but um in terms of popularity let's talk about a couple of a uh, cheap running backs uh for the first time in a while this is like week one when they had you know they put the they put the salaries out three months early so there were all kinds of all kinds of values there we have a couple guys that i think are getting a lot of attention at the running back position the first is damian williams in chicago uh, david montgomery is out three to five weeks uh so he's uh he's the starting running back They are playing uh, Las Vegas, who is allowed 4.6 yards per carry. He's 5,600 on DraftKings. Um, He was 855 on a touchdown last week. So, like, when he came in, he looked good. This is a guy that sat out last year due to – he did a COVID COVID, kind of holdout. Uh, But, you know, right after, should have won the MVP in the Super Bowl. I I choose to forget that game as much as I can. But – he deserved. He, the, yeah. he deserved to win the MVP in that Super Bowl uh, over Mahomes. Uh, he's uh, he had two catches last week. He's playing playing with Justin Fields, which should be really good for um, you know linebackers. Got to follow Fields, uh, opening holes. You want to get that running back, you know Lamar Jackson kind of situation. Um, are you going to play Damian Williams? Do you think he'll be super popular? at Fifty six hundred. He's not priced at like four thousand like the last game we we're talking about is, but um, priced low enough. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards Damian. I
2: I think he makes some sense. I think if you're in this range and you go past Leonard Fournette or you scroll to Leonard Fournette who's even cheaper. Yep. And you convince yourself like I think you have to convince yourself that Fournette is a bad play when he's probably just a good play and you should just play him.
1: I just I always have so much trouble getting there with Fournette. I know he had 20 carries last week, 92 yards looked really good. I just scroll back a week and I see four carries. I just I never trust Tampa Bay with how they're going to use guys. And you can see games where Brady's like, oh, I'm just throwing it every time. But um, situation obviously works out well. They're playing home against Miami. You got to think they have a have a lead there. Uh, Miami with Jacoby Percet just does not look dynamic on offense. It's hard to think that they can hang hang with Tampa Bay scoring. Um, Tampa Bay was frustrated last week against New England, like they just played that defense. I just wonder what um, if Brian Flores, who's a, a Belichick disciple, plays the same kind of defense Belichick did last week, just kind of like. We're gonna lay back, let you run. If they do, then you know, kind of like what we talked about. Uh, we talked about with Kansas City a couple times. Like, if teams are gonna do that, then something the running back makes sense because you know you have Brady, you have Mahomes, who are smart enough to like, you are gonna give me six yards of carry. I am just gonna take it. Um, yeah, and then you wonder if they they get if the, if the if the if Flores plays the same defense as Belichick, which I assume he does because it worked. They scored nineteen points last week. Um, you got to think the Fournette's pretty heavily involved too.
2: That's the hope. Like I I feel like if you have two cheap running backs like this where you're not like totally comfortable with either, yeah. I would rather the guy on the team with a that's a big favorite that should score points. And I don't necessarily want to buy into the Bears backfield without David Montgomery. Yeah. That's not David Montgomery and with a quarterback that I'm not sure they know how to use.
1: The second part of that is very true. Um, <laughs> my only pushback on the first part is because I think Damian Williams is really good, so I don't. He is think good. We're, I don't think we're walking into like a, I think this is the next guy up kind of situation. We That's We do fair. a lot. We do a lot. And the next last thing we're talking about is exactly that. Is like oh well, he's next up. But yeah, I just think Damian Williams is really good. I like Damian Williams. I, I we played him a lot in 2019. The second half, he kind of uh, he kind of struggled the first half, and then really came on in the second half. But my last guy, since we're gonna do it that way. Uh, at 4,000 in Cincinnati, Joe Mixon is very, very likely not to play. I don't think they've actually ruled him out. They might have changed just this morning. I, I looked at news about 10 minutes ago. I haven't looked since. But Samaje Perine is 4,000 for Cincinnati. 4,000 is uh, bottom of the barrel running back. Um, he's uh, he's splitting with Captain America, Chris Evans, who uh, I've dubbed Captain America from now on. It's his nickname always. Um Thirteen carries for ninety-five yards and two touchdowns a week. Sixteen last year for P. Ryan when he got a chance to play without mixing. Uh, he had sixty-four carries in twenty-twenty. It's uh, four point eight yards a carry, so he was effective. Although I do get that is, you know, he probably comes in in spots where it's you know third and twelve and gets a draw. So I do understand that that you know some of that when you have sixty-four carries is pretty skewed by a couple of big carries. But um, P. Ryan is, uh, I think he went to Oklahoma. a Guy that has you know kind of been hurt on and off, but some talent there. Uh, do you play this at four thousand? You're usually better with these kind of. I don't want to call it a free square because I don't think he's quite that obvious, but um, a lot of people are going to look at it, see 4,000 starting running back and kind of jump there. Uh, how do you feel about him against the Packers this week?
2: I'm not like dying to play him. Like I probably like Mixon wasn't a thought at all for me. And so, but like 4,000 like value wise. Yeah, it's there. Um, I wonder if. They'll, they're gonna just have this gonna be one of those games where bro throws fifty five times though. And I don't know if I need a part of the Bengals backfield. Like I feel like if I can get four, net, the, the twelve hundred to Fournette is like I'm much more comfortable with that, as nuts as that sounds. No, like I, I think like, you,
1: I think it matters that there's two running backs who are in the five thousands who are playable this week. If there was like right. nobody up until like sixty two hundred, like then P Ryan's roster ship would be way higher because everybody looking for cheap running back would just go automatically there. Now you have choices.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's that's the right way. And if you're looking at you know if it's like P Ryan and Kyler versus Fournette and Kirk Cousins, then maybe that sways you one way or the other. Like it's not a it's not a strict one v one, but I it just feels a little too risky for me. That's all.
1: How many, if you knew ahead of time, how many touches would you need Samaj Piran to have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm playing that? Like, say you knew beforehand that he's going to get 13 touches. Is that enough for you to be like, oh, I'm playing him in for sure? What's that number?
2: Yeah. Um, for,
1: me, for me, it's about 13, I think.
2: Yeah. My, my fear is that it's just not enough. It's just not enough points. Like, it, he might like pay off value wise, but I'm just not sure I'm getting enough actual fantasy points from him. And so, like, it's actually more opportunity cost than it is uh, salary cost.
1: And they did say he's splitting carries with Captain America. That worries me a little bit. When you get the coach actually says that, you know, they're going to kind of maybe switch off series. But uh, 4000 it's uh, it's definitely in the mix. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, in,
2: he's in, it's certainly in the picture.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some popular receivers. But first, a note from our uh, exclusive sponsor of WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's Fancy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round-robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Do you want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Winbet, the exclusive partner for Roto-Wire's fantasy podcasts. So wide receiver wise, um the first guy we, we already kind of spoiled this already but I think everybody will the first guy to go to is DeVonte Adams this week. 8200. I've heard a lot of people talking about the the touchdown regression, the one yard stuff. Um you know, I think Aaron Jones had three catches for touchdowns two weeks yeah. ago like at, at the plays where you're like, "Oh, here comes the DeVonte little outplay that they run every freaking time. You can't stop it. They're already once against the Niners and then they didn't later. I'm like, "Why don't you just run it again?" can't stop it but um the packers are in a high total game we talked about it, i think it was 50 and a half but with a close game too i think the packers are favored by a couple on the road at cincinnati uh Devonta has 29 targets the last two weeks 18 and 11 um since he hasn't allowed 100 yard receiver yet i've seen that stat a couple times but Laviska shoulder had 99 last week adam Thielen had 92 the week before the, or uh, in week one i think it was uh with a couple of touchdowns so like that's a little skewed like you're just using 100 as a, as a round number but um Adams is going to be popular. Do you think you start uh, start your team with some Adams? Or where are you following him?
2: I definitely don't start my team with him, but, like, sure, I would love to have him. I think if you're going between Adams and Henry, then it gets a little dicey. I'd probably play Henry. But, yeah, I mean, Adams makes a ton of sense. There are a handful of, like, somewhat cheaper guys or th- th- cheaper Yeah. Guys that I think you could target. I have
1: have two guys right in this range that are a little bit cheaper that I think can be really popular too. So like there's a, it's a week where you can pretty easily save five to 700 bucks. I use those numbers on purpose um, from Adams to, to get somebody else. But um, I think that if people are playing an expensive running back, Adams can be very, very much in the mix this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I don't think he's a bad play. It's just a matter of like, where you, where you have to sacrifice elsewhere. And if there's like a $3,000 wide receiver you love, then by all means go for it. But, I don't have one this week.
1: I'm sure there is. I can find one.
2: <laughs> I can,
1: I can find a guy for, for two catches and 17 yards for you anytime.
2: Perfect. Perfect.
1: La- last week, last Sunday, I talked myself into Curtis Samuel. I was like, it's just, it's 3,000. Here he comes. He had four targets, but like, yeah, just, mm-hmm. it was probably, uh, probably a little bit early. It wasn't fully healthy, but, uh, you know, 3,000 gets you a lot. He had what, 5.9 points? Yeah, it's not going to work, but um, that surely you guys... one day
2: we'll get to a fantasy format that gives targets and air yards instead of receptions and receiving yards.
1: Yeah, the, the air yards fantasy league is coming at some point, right?
2: It's... I'm shocked that it's not more of a thing, to be honest.
1: Yeah. yeah, Odell Beckham would have been a monster last week. There you go. I can't, I still can't. I mean, Baker missed him on a couple of those plays. It's just
2: really, you can't believe that?
1: I guess, I mean, it was so open that, yes, but now that I said it out loud, it sounds insane, but. Right. Yeah, um, like you're just like come on dude speaking of, it's funny yards. tyler lockett last night my god he could have been a huge game he had a touchdown call back wilson missed him on a like it was gonna be like a 60 or 70 touchdown where he was wide open
2: too. wide like, open yeah
1: <sighs> rust does not miss those very often but mm-hmm. um the other two guys i was thinking of um my uh, my relative, my friend, um, my uh, dear to my heart, DJ Moore has finally become expensive and popular. Uh, 7500 is, uh, you know, I love DJ Moore forever. We talked about him a lot in this podcast. It's finally worked out for me, um, but I think he was 6600 last week. So he jumped, oh, he jumped $900 this week. Um, but just, he's a monster right now with Sam Darnold. About 24 targets the last two weeks, 16 catches. Over 100 yards in each game, they are feeding him as they should have last year. Just they ran him the wrong kind of offense last week. They it, yeah. him and Robbie Anderson were used backwards last year. It was very strange, but double-digit targets three weeks in a row. Um, Tyreek had 186 yards and three touchdowns against the Eagles last week. It all just kind of lines up for for DJ Moore to stay popular this week.
2: Yeah, I think. I feel there's so, every. I
1: feel so proud. I just, <laughs> I just. I feel like I feel like my son is like in the NFL. It's just it's such a good moment for me.
2: I think the. The only kicker between or with DJ Moore, which also applies to, I assume, Justin Jefferson, is your other guy. It is, <laughs> is that they have cheaper teammates who maybe they don't match them, but like can get close enough, and they're like so much cheaper.
1: Yeah. The other thing with me, Jeff, Jefferson seventy seven hundred, is the only I was going to talk about. That I mean, obviously, just they're playing Detroit. Um, you know, will they shut it down early? Is kind of like maybe the, the theory there, but. The interesting thing with both of them is I think like they're going to be both probably people can gravitate towards them. I wonder if right in between there 7,600, I wonder if we get DeAndre Hopkins at uh, coming off a, a rough street, a rough stretch. He was a little banged up, but man, do I like him in this matchup? Uh, I don't think the Niners can guard him. Uh, if you're going to play Kyler, you know, it's hard not to go Hopkins. Although it gets really expensive. You can't play Henry probably if you do that. But I wonder if DeAndre sneaks through a little bit this week because there's three guys right around him that, that uh, everybody's going to love.
2: I, I think you're going to get him lower than you should on any given week. Like I, love, I think that's a great I love, call.
1: I love D hop this week. I think it's going to be in a lot. I of think, items. I think what's
2: particularly good about them more for tournaments, but like there just is all this talk that Kyler's spreading the ball around so much. Yeah. And so people are like, well, then I'm not going to pay up for Hopkins because if I can just get, you know, a comparable number of targets or even, you know, if I can get 70% of the targets with uh, you know, Christian Kirk, For a tenth of the price, or it's obviously not that drastic, but a quarter of the price, then I'll just do that. Like there are so many reasons not to play, or at least to like, you know, go to somebody else from Hopkins. That yeah, I think he's an awesome play this week in tournaments.
1: I just think that a lot of people are going to be like Murray, and I want to play Henry, so I can't play. Hopkins. So I'm just going to go to Kirk at 4,900. Yes. And I think that's just an easy way to kind of convince yourself that you don't need Hopkins. And I think that makes him that somebody that I really want to play this week and the Niners cannot guard him. I can promise you that they just can't, they can't do it. I, who knows if Kyler spreads it around, who knows what happens there, but the Niners do not have anybody to cover DeAndre Hopkins this
2: week. No, nope, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, but yeah, like the, the difference between Jefferson and Thielen and the difference between DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, like Robbie Anderson, what was he? 5k.
1: You're not, you're not, you're not putting Robbie Anderson in, in the same range as my boy, right?
2: Well, uh, DraftKings didn't, we're not actually, so,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I get it. I mean, it's just such a drop down to those two guys. But
2: I, you know what it feels like? It feels like the exact same thing that that we kept saying over and over with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods that the difference in price was not justified. And I'm, I don't know if it's justified.
1: I I agree with you more on um, Jefferson to the, uh, Jefferson or. Uh, more to Anderson because the price is so huge than I do on Jefferson to Thielen that's fair is there only a thousand different I would find the money for Jefferson over that one and I know Thielen. like we talk about the touchdowns and we joke about him, but he has to score to work like he's not his yards per catch are bad like just, he's just he has not looked fantastic but he, he could score twice and there's always he's a red zone guy he's an end zone guy they use him a lot there but um yeah I, I think the the more to Anderson thing is really interesting because it's 2500 cheaper
2: and it's it's not that more is overpriced it's just like Anderson should be higher. That's all. Yeah.
1: And you got to figure at some point they're going to figure out a way to get him in the offense. There, yeah. It's just you talked about with with Cup and Woods. Like at some point it's going to shift a little bit. It's just a matter of, as you say, going bankrupt before you uh, you get that week where it's a, where it works out. But uh, let's talk about some uh, let's talk about some quarterback receiver stacks. Um, uh, I'm going to start with the, the Cowboys one. I I I think we're going to see Ceedee Lamb's interesting this week. He's 6200. Yeah. Like this is a guy that everybody was taking the second round after that first game, he moved up even more in drafts. The people that drafted after that first day. And he's been really quiet the last uh, couple of weeks. He's only five for 79 combined the last two weeks. Um, Dallas has a been running the ball a lot. They've had leads. Um, they've spread it around a little bit. Dalton Schultz has like 92 touchdowns in the last three weeks. It, it, it's, it's <laughs> you great. liked I mean, him last just, week. Didn't you? I did. We, we, yeah. did. we talked about Dalton Schultz that was, and it worked, it worked out really well. Um, I love Dak and Lamb this week. I think that uh it's just it's just a spot where a receiver has they've they've over adjusted his price. I think he's like I'm eyeballing it, but like wide receiver fourteen or fifteen this week. Um Dallas hasn't had to throw a lot, which is the interesting thing. And they and they have two good running backs, which makes it even more likely that if they do get a lead, they they kind of run it out. But Dak has under 30 attempts the last two weeks, but still has seven touchdowns the last two weeks. But it just happened to be two
0: yeah. to
1: Blake Jarwin and, and Dalton Schultz instead. I think Amari scored last week. Um, it comes down to whether you think um, Daniel Jones and the Giants can do enough to turn this into a little bit of a shootout. Because I think if you know if it's Dallas 21-10, to 10, then we see a lot of Zeke and a lot of Tony Pollard. But man, if it's if it's the other way around, I, I really like Dak and Lamb this week. Um, the Giants have everybody's like, oh, the Giants haven't been the bad against quarterback. The Giants have faced Teddy Bridgewater, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston. Like, welcome, welcome to the NFL this week because it's it's a whole other world this week.
2: Do you think that it's more likely that this game turns into a shootout or it's a slugfest?
1: I think it more likely turns into a shootout, honestly. Okay. I, I like this to go back and forth a little bit. I know that uh, the Giants aren't quite that dynamic, but I think the Giants are a little bit better than people think. And I think it just feels to me like a game. Like I don't love Dallas's defense. I do. I like them fantasy wise because they get sacks and turnovers, but they do give them some points. Um, you know, uh, Carolina's points were kind of garbage time last week, but they did score a bunch. Um, I love Dak and Lamb, and I actually love coming back with a cheap Cardarius Tony this week at four thousand is my uh, is my stack in this game. I know that you can go with Kenny Galladay. He's 6,900. He dropped 3,000 to Tony, who was really involved last week. I think I'm going to scroll down because I haven't been cheap, cheap receivers, but he had nine targets last week, yeah. six for 78. I need Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton to be out to do it. I think that uh, you don't you, you have to check injury reports. It's one of those that the injury report like, matters a lot for Tony. But man, he has 46 and 49 snaps the last two weeks. He is dynamic. He was really elusive last week. He led the, led the league in wide receiver, um, like tackles eluded, I think was the stat that I saw. Um, I love uh, I love a cowboy stack and coming back with cheap Tony and kind of use that money to uh, to go elsewhere rather than go with Kenny Galladay.
2: How do you justify uh, Lamb over Cooper?
1: Gut feeling he's due. Nothing really more than that. I think yeah. that uh, Cooper's been quiet too, so he's probably due. We're also, right. <laughs> they're just, both kind of due, aren't they? I guess yeah, Cooper then,
2: had the touchdown last week, but
1: he did. I, and they're both the same yeah. price. They're a hundred dollars different. I just I'm a big CD Lamb guy. I, I think it's kind of squeaky wheel receiver. I think that uh, they're going to figure out ways to get. But you just can't. You can't go two weeks with CeeDee Lamb catching maybe five catches. I, I just think they're going to make sure that they find a couple plays in the playbook to, to hit him this on this week.
2: If it's a shootout, shouldn't we just play both?
1: You could play both. That would be the other one is you could play – you could play the whole way and you can go both of them. Them coming back with Tony or Galladay. But um, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Lamb. But I wouldn't I wouldn't argue hard whether – I think they're they're both pretty even plays.
2: No, I think that's a great call. Um, I got a combo that – speaking of you can play both that I think people are going to play, which – I. Can't believe I'm like in the same breath as these uh, Cowboys guys. But Trevor Lawrence, LaVisca (laughs) Chenault, and Marvin Jones. What do we think?
1: It's funny you say that because LaVisca is one of my cheap receivers that I have at the bottom here. He's 4,800. DJ Chark is out for the season. It it, it was a quote this morning. Uh, They said they're going to get Chenault more involved. Like, give me all the coaches' quotes of feeding receivers. I know a lot of stuff is coach speak, but like in season coaches, like focusing on a receiver, I think it's pretty important. Like I think mean, we saw it with Woods last night, like both McVay and was like we gotta get on the ball. Like the first yeah. five plays were like four play, four passes to Robert Woods, like be more obvious, but it worked. Um, but Chanel was six for 99, seven targets last week. I know one of those is kind of a, a broken play where Lawrence ran out and just hooked it down the field. And it worked, but, that's, know, in, it, that's in
2: the range of outcomes, though. It
1: is for sure, and they have they've played four games. He has at least seven targets in three of those four. So I know he was a little bit quiet, and he does run a lot of shorter routes. But in P, in a, in DraftKings full point PPR, um, forty eight hundred, I think Chenault is very much in play this week, and and a Marvin Jones is obviously Mar- always Marvin Jones, solid and, and and you know get you there. And that's a really cheap stack too. What do you what do you come back with if you play that? Do you come back with? Uh, I mean, I guess if AJ Brown plays, you have the money to do it, and he's not very expensive this week, but. It's a real risky injury wise. Um, I have a cheap Tennessee receiver we'll talk about later, but uh, I, I guess you don't even have to come back with somebody if you did not want to.
2: Why isn't it just Derrick Henry?
1: I, I knew you were going to say that. It's that's a good point. So you got you got Henry gets them out to a lead, and then Lawrence throws the whole second half like that could really be nice.
2: Yeah, I think like I legitimately think that's going to be one of the most popular moves. Is the, the only reason not to do it like somebody uh, noted something that I read this week that like Henry was almost thirty percent in the Millie maker last week on DraftKings. And there's like a decent chance that he's higher this week.
1: I, but, I, I think with the way the running backs work out this week, I think he's higher this week. Yeah. It's just, but it's, it's hard to get anywhere else.
2: And the problem is, is that Lawrence and Chenault just make for like, it just makes way too much sense. Yeah. And so that's the only reason to not do it is because it's going to be, I think it's gonna be the most popular, you know, like running back and run back are those two.
1: Interesting. I don't think enough people get to the Jacksonville passing stack, even though I really think it makes sense. And your point really makes sense. I don't know. I don't know how many people actually get there. Okay. I mean, okay. you're right. No, you're right though. It, it makes a lot of sense. I just, I wonder how many people are clicking, clicking Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Jones. It could be though. I mean, you, you gotta save money somewhere. I, I think that Trey Lance being right there helps that Lawrence, uh, roster ship not being too high too. I think that a hundred dollars, like right in that same when you look at the screen, it's the same picture. I think a lot of people will click on the people that aren't stacking that will click Lance instead. But
2: do you think it's at least a ton of Henry Chanel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I
1: think it's a ton of Henry Chanel. I yeah. just okay. don't, I don't think you're going to get a ton of, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the, and and when you get a full slate like this, like quarterback percentages are never that high anyway. True. I think that uh, if you, if you like that, I think I'd play it. Um, it's an interesting one for sure. I'm going to have to, well, you're making me watch Jacksonville, Tennessee, aren't you?
2: who do you run back the rogers adams stack with
1: jamar chase all day i mean you could play higgins you could play tyler Boyd. i just think jamar chase just, is yeah so dynamic and he's only what's he 5800 still Okay, like he's not priced up where it's a it's a concern you can get him in pretty easily um he scored every week up until last week last week he had what six for 77 on nine targets didn't score but with it with higgins back you know that passing tree uh you know kind of expands a little bit but um, Jair Alexander for Green Bay might not play, which is, we don't talk about cornerbacks that much, but he's like one of the, very very, one of the very, very elite. Um, he might not play, I think he has the AC joint sprain, but um, yeah, I go, I'm running back. I'm running that back, back with Chase and that's, that's a stack that I'm probably gonna play.
2: Okay, I just feel like the way that the schedule broke down that you could, there are like good runbacks in every game.
1: Yeah, which is like, fun, right? We like that.
2: Yeah, I think it also helps just spread out you know, who everybody is playing. There's not, you know, we're not necessarily like Adam or Rogers and Adams, like will be popular, but like not that popular yeah. cousins and Jefferson. Like, again, there are plenty of guys Dak and whoever you want to play from the Cowboys. Like there are just so many options you can play, but yeah, I, I actually they, wonder, I actually wonder if you start like, because there's so many options to play, you don't have to go, like totally galaxy brain it. But like if everybody's playing Devonte Adams and Rogers, should I just play Joe Burrow, Chase, and Adams? Like, use the stacks yeah. that people are using, and those will be the runbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get that game, that's going to be a little bit back and forth. I think we think the Green Bay Cincinnati might be. I mean, that's a close game and a high total game. That's I mean, one that um, should get a lot of attention. Yeah, right. Burrow, Burrow, Chase, and Adams is fun too.
2: I like Maybe that it also feels like you're just lighting money on fire, but
1: they got it. They're going to have to throw a bunch, though. I just think but, with, right. And with mixing out, you're not going to get that like. Let's feed Mixon. I mean, you've got other running backs, but I don't think you you don't feel uh, obligated to feed them and get them touches. I think that they may just let Burrow go, and it's week five. You're right. I think it feels like one of those Joe Burrow 50 pass weeks. I I like that. Right. Uh, Before we get into some more, a note from our sponsors at Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up with Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and S- an sports app for player props. This, a, this one's a mouthful right here, sorry. Thrive <laughs> Fantasy, I have trouble saying that. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes have the biggest impacts on the game. Will they go over or under their projected stat totals? Choose 10 out of the available 20-player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has been a, Thrive has a free $1,000 NFL Week 5 for Rotowire subscribers. Use promo code ROTOWIRE when you sign up and you also receive a $100 instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the iOS App Store or Google Play Store or sign up by visiting www.thrivefantasy.com.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Slow start to that, but I read it really well at the second half, so that's good. Time uh, to go sign it? let's uh so we talked about we talked about stacks um I think I just want to mention the Kyler stack what do you if you play Kyler you play Hopkins or you play Kirk uh, it's really hard to figure out what to come back with the Niners do you come back with? do you pay for Debo do you go cheap for Iuk on a wing and a prayer at 4,500 do you come back with George Kittle
2: I think whoever you do is not going to be all that popular so it doesn't matter like I don't think you play. I don't think you play IU because you're like, man, everybody's gonna play Samuel or everybody's he's gonna just, play Kittle. I
1: think Debo is too expensive for the everybody's gonna play Debo. he's right. He's been awesome. He is awesome. He's but he's 7,100. It's just it hard. It's it, it's not easy to get there like it was in past weeks where he's really cheap. Uh, I think I agree with you there.
2: Can you just flip it though and have Hopkins be the run back?
1: You could. Yeah, you go, but you still got to pick someone to play with Lance then.
2: But then, but but if you're playing Lance, then you, it's easier to to uh, pay for Debo.
1: Yes, or you go like naked Like, if you Lance. flip their
2: salaries, then it doesn't seem so bad.
1: Or you go naked Lance and you come back with Hopkins, which is you interesting could interesting, too. Um, I think Kittle's the play this week, coming back. Kittle week, huh? Yeah, uh, 5,600. Uh, I'm going to save the 1,500 on Debo, um, play another wide receiver in the 5,000 range, and kind of play it that way, I think is what I would do um, if I go Hopkins and, and Kyler. I want to come back with somebody.
2: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you're obviously... What is the difference? Seventeen hundred from Waller? God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to really touch on.
1: It is hard to play Darren Waller this week. Like if you want if you want a low roster Darren Waller, this is the week because it's it's really hard. I tried to dollar different ways. It's hard to get there at seventy two hundred.
2: But aren't we getting? Isn't Waller basically in the same realm of Kelsey in terms of like you're basically getting wide receiver production?
1: Yeah, although since week one it hasn't been quite that good. But yeah, he's he's really good. I just. I don't think anybody's going there this week. Like I just, we talk about Kelsey versus a receiver, and you're like, "Can gotta get there." Like, are people going to play Darren Waller over DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin or Hopkins or Jefferson this week? I just don't think people will.
2: No, that's that's fair. I think Um, I think
1: he'll be very low rostered this week with the with the Henry, the Kyler, the Adams, all the expensive guys. I think he falls. I think he falls way behind people's thoughts in that in that realm. Um, I think he's really low low uh, rostered this week.
2: And if you are if you're adamant about playing Waller because of that reason. Do you have to play car?
1: Probably. We don't have to play car, but it probably, if you're going to do it, you might as well just, uh, just jump in with both feet. But, um, yeah, I think that probably, it probably works best that way. So. Yeah. You could, you could just play Waller if you like cheap receivers, you could just, you kind of, you kind of leave him on his own. How much is car He's probably like 6,000.
2: Uh, I didn't even look uh, 61, 60,
1: 61. That's pretty guess. Um, yeah, I don't think you have to, actually. I'm going to say, I think that uh, with Lawrence and Lance down there, I think I'd rather play those guys and play Waller by himself. I'm going to change that. I think that, uh, I think there's enough cheap quarterbacks that I really do see a pretty big ceiling on that uh, I don't think you need to play Derek Carr if you play Waller, but Waller, okay. I don't, I think it's going to be hard to get to Waller this week.
2: I think that's, I think you're right about that. I think that the thing that pushes me off of Carr is, like Kirk Cousins is 400 more. and We were talking about how much we like his receivers. And at least for tournaments, if everybody's playing Derrick Henry, we see this every week. Why not just play Ryan Tannehill?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you probably want a healthy receiver, one of them to come back to do that. Like,
2: <laughs> usually helps.
1: It's just so hard. Like, if if if, if Brown, and, I think Brown's going to play, but if Brown and Julio don't play, like, it's clear that Tennessee is like that's fine. We'll just give it to Henry over and over and over, yeah. and it's it's hard to get away from from that but yeah i mean if you if you think if you think jacksonville scores enough to make this kind of push over that total yeah i don't aj brown um no one's gonna have that this week there's gonna be nobody playing them
2: so i read a bunch of nfl dfs content and i saw somebody mention the possibility of playing Tannehill and henry i i was left completely unconvinced like i yeah, just don't think the not- ceiling is there for both of them but Do you you ever consider that?
1: I know he's more involved in the passing game, but I don't trust that quite enough. Like it's not like a Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, where I compare them together and like, think I might get like some, some double dipping there. Um, I'm not playing Henry and Tannehill in the same lineup this week. I'll I'll go there, but weirder stuff has worked. Uh, Someone won $500,000 last night with Geno Smith. So what am I going to say? But um, not, not the way I'm going this week.
2: I can't believe Geno Smith is still in the NFL.
1: (laughs) There is that um, last quarterback. I want to talk about before we move on to some other stuff. Um, Jalen hurts is in here and he's just kind of moving along top 12 every week so far. And it's weird. He gets there in different ways, um, but he always gets there and it's just the, it's the rushing, it's the passing together and, um, Carolina scares me a little bit on defense. They should be able to get pressure. Uh, I think the Eagles are missing three offensive linemen, so I'm a little worried a little bit there. But um, Jalen Hurts has quietly just kind of worked every single week. If you use him, I think he was in the Millie Maker winner last week. If I remember, it, it, it was team is way up there. I, I saw some some screenshots, but uh, Hurts always kind of gets there. So, but it's hard to even if you know you got to watch it. It's a little tough to watch it get there. He always kind of uh, he always kind of gets to get those points.
2: I don't think anybody's playing him this week. So nobody.
1: I don't think I don't think so either. He's the. He's the fourth highest price guy. I just think that he's sandwiched between Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. Like I I see, a, I have a hard time thinking people click that over the other two.
2: Um, I mean, and he's close enough to Tom Brady. We, do, we haven't even said Tom Brady here and they have the third highest total. I mean, we obviously mentioned Fournette, but maybe this is a, I mean, Brady's going to be not that popular this week. Not only because nobody's going to be that popular, but. I don't know if you, if you want a million bucks of Brady this week, nobody's going to be surprised.
1: And two, two straight kind of down Tom Brady. We think he has one touchdown yeah. in each, in each week. I, I do, uh, I do have one of his receivers down here to highlight it, to mention a little bit later, but uh, yeah, I think that that works too. I mean, we didn't even mention Justin Herbert, who's 6,800 going against a, a Cleveland defense is playing well, but I mean, Justin Herbert can, can ball out. But in terms of the like expensive guys, we talked about a few expensive guys. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins, maybe guys that won't be as popular, but uh just two names I want to mention here before we jump into the kind of mid-range guys we like. Um, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. We've gone 49 minutes into a podcast and not mentioned two of the three guys that were drafted in the top four of every fantasy football draft a month ago. Uh, Kamara had zero targets last week, which is big news, but has 20 or more carries in the three of the last four. Um, the Saints offense is kind of a mess. The problem here is Taysom Hill has three rushing touchdowns. Like He's just getting those Kamara touches when you want rushing touchdowns. And Dalvin Cook has admitted that he is playing through an injury. He's going to play through it. I just – at 8,400, the matchup is amazing as Detroit. People run crazy on Detroit. I just – it's going to be hard for me to flip on that game and not worry about him kind of limping off after every single carry.
2: I think that's absolutely right. I think to touch on Kamara first, I I don't think you can justify playing him over anybody. Like I think the only justification for Kamara is that like nobody's playing him and at any moment he can do whatever, which like – is unfortunately like a sound gpp strategy but like yeah. i just don't see i i think you're gonna go broke before that one pays off
1: yeah and he's 8600 it's not like they've right. lowered his price you know he's lowered a couple hundred bucks but not lowered a bunch uh washington we talked about the defense struggling but it's mostly against the pass. they are allowing 3.6 yards per carry so they're good against the run um saquon barkley 7300 looked kind of like saquon last week they although you look you look a little close you will still only had 13 carries um, but he hit that big reception for the touchdown. Dallas is 4.7 yards per carry. Um, I think Saquon's seventh commander is kind of playable, but it'd, it'd be hard for me to take him over as Zeke myself.
2: Yeah, I think if you played like a Dak, Lamb, Elliott lineup, like I get it.
1: Yeah, I do, I do Elliott, too. Excuse
2: me. Barkley, Barkley. Like a Barkley. Dak, yeah. Lamb, Barkley.
1: Come back with Barkley. Yeah, I think that could work too. So um, let's talk some mid-range running backs and receivers here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off Daily Fantasy Football. There will be a a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in contest entry credit users can take advantage of the free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. Issued the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So we've talked about a lot of expensive guys, we've talked about a couple of cheap guys in the mid range. Um a few running backs here, um kind of a you know above above the Damian Williams Samadji, P. Ryan range. We have Najee Harris at 6900, we have Nick Chubb at 6700, we have DeAndre Swift at 6100, Damian Harris at 5500. Kind of the four that jumped out to me is like maybe playable. Do you have a favorite in the mix? What are you doing with kind of the mid range cuz I loved it last week and I do not love it this week.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what's going to push more people to Derrick Henry. Like I'm, I'm they're afraid just so yeah. I think it's, yeah, that whole mid-range. And if you, we have guys like, like you said, you brought Damian Williams up before, we've got Fournette. I'm just not sure the median outcome of those guys is drastically different from the mid-range. And so there are expensive guys we want to play. And so I think this mid-range is going to be mostly ignored.
1: Yeah, and, and if you do play one, Ezekiel Elliott, we mentioned a bunch of times, a 7,000 kind of jumps out too. But um, I will submit my other um, relative, Nick Chubb, in here, 6,700, price down. I know it's hard because in DraftKings, the, the, the targets and the catches are so important. He doesn't yeah. get any of those. But he was still 21 for 100 last week against Minnesota. Um, the Chargers, it's interesting. The Chargers have played some teams where they invited them to run the ball. Like um, the the Brandon State their coach is like pretty much playing the deep zone, kind of like people playing against Kansas City. Like go ahead and run it if you want. Use the clock um don't hit big plays on us they're allowing 5.0 yards per run to to running back so really big number so far um chubb has 80 yards rushing 80 plus yards rushing in every week nothing in the past game i do get it um 6700 i think is a price where chubb is playable this week i know it's hard to get super excited because the the catches aren't there but um i don't know 120 yards a couple touchdowns for nick chubb is is very much in the range of possibilities i think 6700 i will have a couple pieces here which is not surprising to anybody
2: I just find it hard to justify playing him when they're underdogs.
1: Yeah, that's true. The, the game script does not work out for a perfect Nick Chubb game. Although if uh, – I don't know. If they – I just – I have to imagine that Brandon Staley is going to be like, okay, we're going to switch up the defense a little bit because they can't just let them hand the ball to Chubb at five yards a pop over and over because they'll hit a couple big ones. Right. I think that – and you, you're not as worried about Baker Mayfield as you are with the other teams that they play. They played Mahomes. They played Dak Prescott. Um, they played uh, – I forget but they played Derek Carr last week, which you know, doesn't jump in with those guys. But um, their defense has clearly been to let teams run the ball and play that way. Um, Chubb's interesting to me, but, yeah, it's it, I, I, I like him more when they're favorites. I agree with that.
2: Right. Like I – I think if you didn't love him as much as you do, you wouldn't yeah. like him this week.
1: That's a fair, it's a fair, uh, it's a very biased statement there for sure. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Swift, they are big underdogs to Minnesota. Um, a Kind of a nice game show for him because he does catch a lot of passes out of the yeah. backfield. Jared Goff loves to dump the ball off. Um, He has 11, five, seven and six targets in four games so far. The running's not there. It's like 3.4 yards per carry. Hard to see him doing much there. I just, it, it's hard to like rely just on that pass
2: game. Yeah. I, it's one of those – it's another one of those, like, I'm not going to play it, but, like, if you played him, I get it. Yeah. But I don't think you're winning that much money with it.
1: If a lot of people go to Damian Williams at 5,600, do you have any interest in getting away from that and moving $100 cheaper to Damian Harris, uh, who had four four runs for minus four yards last week against the Bucs? That is the Bucs, though. They play Houston this week. They are big favorites. Um, he's still playing a lot of snaps. Good matchup, great game script. Houston has allowed big rushing games for like yeah. as long as we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> Four point nine yards per carry already this year, so they're living up to that uh, that billing. Um, can you do it at all on Harris at fifty five hundred?
2: I think I play Fournette instead, but like Harris, the you know my blind stacks here it makes a ton of sense. They've got let's see the tenth highest total uh, team total. They're eight and a half point favorites. Like he yeah. makes sense, so I'll yeah. put it that way.
1: Matchup and game script kind of jump out to him. It's just uh, I just I never know what they do with their running backs either. Right, it's it's hard to figure out. But uh, I think he's playable this week. I'd go Williams and Fournette instead. And and right, yeah, absolutely, playing in that range. Yeah. Uh, What about what about mid range receivers? We talked about Jamar Chase at fifty eight hundred. Deontay Johnson is in here. We talked about how the Pittsburgh offense is struggling, but they pepper him with targets. He he was back last week at thirteen targets, nine for ninety two. Kind of the same we see. at uh, not many, uh, not many big plays, but. Um, he had double-digit targets in all three games. Um, I really like Keenan Allen down here, 6,500. He's now 700 cheaper than Mike Williams. I know he's been quiet the last two weeks, but still 23 targets in those games. And I know they're short targets, but um, over 100 yards the first two weeks, I think we were forgetting how good he was the first yeah. two weeks. 700 is less than Mike Williams. Uh, I'm, I'm at Keenan Allen for that price difference uh, kind of all day this week.
2: Yeah, it's like almost weird to see Williams it more is. expensive. Like,
1: and he, I mean, he's earned it. He's been really good, although he's really quiet last week. But uh, that was on – I think they played Monday night, so maybe it was not factored in his price. Uh, I think he's one for 11, but didn't miss a uh, Herbert missed him on a long touchdown. That would have been a huge play. But um, I really like Keen now this week at 6'500". In, in the mid-range receiver, he's going to be the guy that I'm, I'm sticking to my lineups.
2: Over the Cowboys, guys?
1: If I'm stacking Cowboys, no. I, I, like, I like Lamb probably more – um straight up but uh i'd like to get both lamb and allen into the So i think that's uh if you're gonna go you can build if you build a line with no none of those top four expensive receiver guys we talked about i really like getting allen and lamb together as guys who are studs and are underpriced and kind of have been dropped based on recent last last two week performance i I always love i always love plays like that
2: no that's totally fair like i think you could definitely do that i wonder if like williams is like drastically overlooked
1: I, I think big time. I don't think anyone's clicking at 7,200. Even even there, you're like you either go up a little bit or you even go down to Debo or up a little bit to McLaurin. Like there's just so many names in there. And then you get Allen the seven dollars cheaper. I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna play Mike Williams this week, which probably maybe a good reason to play him in some GPs, but I'm I'm probably not getting there this week at the price.
2: Yeah, I mean Yeah. Uh I don't know. I like if the only reason that people aren't playing is because he's like he feels grossly overpriced then maybe yeah. you get somebody who's not that popular. That also kills your lineup because you can't pay up for anything else. And he doesn't perform enough.
1: You mentioned uh, Brady uh, earlier is kind of, you know, a little bit under the radar this week. It's interesting that his receivers, you look at Mike Evans is 6,800. Chris Godwin has been a little bit quietly 6,300. Antonio Brown is way cheaper than him. He's at 5,200. He had 11 targets last week. I think if you want a piece of this offense, you mentioned the, the implied total on them. I think I just go with Brown at 5,200 and hope that I think you're kind of guessing every week on the receivers anyway. So give me the guy who's uh, over $1,000 cheaper than the next highest guy.
2: Yeah, I think that's a slam dunk. Like the value wise, he, like you said, he jumps out. And so yeah. you just have to hope that he gets enough before they're up 30 <laughs> and they're just that's, running that's for net 45 time. times.
1: Uh, among the cheaper receivers we mentioned, we both like Livisca Chenault at 4,800. I really like Cardarius Toney at 4,000. So I won't go back and talk about them again. But again, that's if Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton sit out. Are there any other receivers you like at kind of the under 5,000 range aside from those? Those are the two that I like the most. Uh, is there anybody down here that, uh, that you find yourself kind of gravitating towards? There's there's a couple that uh, there's one at 3,300 I want to talk about, but I want to say there's anybody that you like down here.
2: Uh, just ones that like kind of get a little attention just because they are somewhat like projected to do all right. Like uh, KJ Osborne who I've mentioned before, and I still have one no money with him. Um, <laughs> makes some sense. I like him more if like they, if cook doesn't play and they kind of don't use uh, Mattis or if they just kind of ab- abandon the, the running game because it's like, do we play an injured Dalvin cook or, right. <laughs> or not? But uh, yes, yeah, he's only 3,800. So that one kind of, looks a little okay you can tell how excited I am to play him
1: yeah he just has um, he's been a lot more quiet the last couple of weeks and so it was, yeah it was hard for me to get there just uh the first couple of weeks were fun but it's like they still he's still th- very deep third in line
2: yeah exactly exactly and I mean you mentioned Curtis Samuel before playing last week like is he a bad play this week he's still 3,000
1: I actually think he's playable if he plays he didn't practice right. yes. yesterday so there's that but I mean he only played twenty five saps, but four targets, and he had four catches. Like I, I just, I think at three thousand, if he's out there, I think he's talented enough that he's ready to play. The other guy down here that interests me, um, it, it involves AJ Brown and Julio Jones, probably not playing again. But uh, Josh Reynolds in Tennessee, um, we think mm. this game might be a little, um, maybe a little over on the points if uh, if Lawrence plays well. Thirty three hundred, he had nine targets last week. We are talking about Nick Westbrook and Chester Rogers, and it turned out to be Josh Reynolds who had some flash plays with the Rams when he was yeah, there. He like, I think he's a talented guy. Um, I think this is his first time actually getting the, on the field for Tennessee. Uh, first time getting targets, but he had nine targets last week, six fifty nine. If Brown and Julio sit, and maybe even if just Julio sits, I don't think Julio's is gonna play. I think Brown is going to, from what I've read so far. Um, if one, if, if they both sit, I think I'm playing him for sure. If one sits, he's in my, he's in my, he's in my mix for, for rostering here. 3,300. I think it uh, is a pretty good price for someone who I think is pretty talented and uh might be getting involved nine targets is a lot for a guy that does this, this price
2: yeah no i think that's a great call and surely he should be popular if, if brown and jones sit yeah. so
1: I, I think that'll be the problem if brown and jones sit i think a lot of people are going to see the nine targets not like i'm breaking news there um my last guy i want to ask you about receiver wise before we jump into tight ends and defenses really quickly um darnell mooney um they are he's 4700 we've talked podcast about favorite yeah podcast favorite for good reason he had five for 125 on seven targets last week. Um, he is a completely different, different player with Justin Fields. Justin Fields can get him the ball down the field. Uh, say what you want about Justin Fields, he can throw the ball far. He threw the, he threw the ball well deep last week, um, 5 for 125 on Mooney. I think Mooney is uh, at 4,700 in a range where I don't love a lot of receivers this week. Uh, we talked about LaVisca Chenault, who I think a lot of people are going to be on, like you mentioned. But uh, I think Mooney at 4,700, uh, it works well this week too.
2: Yeah, that's fun. I mean, we were talking about how you would play Fields probably by himself. But if you don't, then, yeah, Mooney seems like a pretty good – pretty good yeah. option
1: i think it's a good a good way to save some money this week uh yeah. real quick tight ends i mentioned i do like i do like george kittle if you're gonna pay up a little bit 5600 um i know he's four for 40 last week but 11 targets um i know he's been quiet but he's still over 75 yards in two of his four games which is pretty good for a tight end hasn't scored yet you gotta figure that's coming at some point um tj hawkinson's kind of the same price been really quiet the last couple of weeks also maybe a really nice game script though they're playing at minnesota uh big underdogs maybe he's um, lower lower played this week just because he's really struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, 16 targets the first two weeks, 6 cents. So they've kind of gone away from him a little bit. Um, those guys are interesting at 5,000s. Who do you like? Because there's a couple of guys in the 3,000s that I like. But uh, where, where are you on tight end this week?
2: I was going to say, it's like, an, you know, we're missing Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Like, there are some guys that we're used to paying up for. So if you don't play Waller or Kittle, like, just start scrolling. And they're definitely guys you can play, like, People will absolutely convince themselves that Cameron Brady can play this Gronkowski role, and thirty three hundred is dirt cheap. Yeah, I had so, six had
1: six targets last week, and yeah. Brady's going to look for him in the end zone. He might drop it. He might not be where he's supposed to be. That happened a couple times last week, and I yeah. Brady, Brady didn't look very happy about it. But thirty three hundred in this offense, uh, I think, if you want a really cheap piece of it, I think it works really well too.
2: For sure, and a um, hundred dollars left. Let less, excuse me, Evan Ingram. We tried last we tried.
1: week. <laughs> they actually, they actually ran a like a end around run to him near the goal line that looked just like a terrible play.
2: Right? Yeah, it was a bad idea, but bad idea. it was encouraging to see yeah, they it was. thought of it. it was a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, I think the two of them like they're dirt cheap and you know for the possibilities that they present in their games, and obviously the Giants are underdogs. But if we expect Daniel Jones to kind of air it out, then and they are missing you know some of their wide, res- very very good wide receivers, then Ingram has previously shown that he can be usable
1: the guy i really like down here is 3600 and price there because he played monday night and did not get priced up is actually jared cook um i just think 3600 for a guy who's pretty involved he had i think he had seven targets week. He give six for 70 touchdowns. we're not gonna get that again but down here like like you said with break give me a guy who has a really good quarterback looks for yep. him in the red zone he has five plus targets and three or four i think cook is really underpriced i think he would be like He'd be adult in the Dalton Schultz range, like 43, 4400. If they had played on Sunday, I think they would have bumped him up off the good game on Monday night. Um, but the pricing came out. Um, I love Cook at 3,600. Uh, Tyler Conklin, if you want to get really cheap, 3,500, 4, 14 targets the last two weeks. But I just I can't do it over Cook and Brayton. There's enough. Yeah. There was nobody else down there. I think about Conklin this week. But Breit at 3,300. Cook at 3,600. Cook for me, 3,600 is probably my, my favorite play at the tight end spot
2: yeah i think that's a good call i mean i get and it's not like these guys are gonna be so popular that like you're like oh i'll fade them and go even cheaper like i'm just not sure you're you're getting enough leverage doing it
1: i think i'm i'm Kittle if i pay up a little bit and cook cook if i pay down kind of uh, in a lot in a lot of teams this week
2: yep i like it
1: uh what about uh finally with defense uh last week uh we liked the cowboys who did pretty well they had five sacks which wish we had turned that into maybe a defensive touchdown but uh some cheap defense this week again like where are you on uh defense can anybody jump out to you as uh as supremely playable on, on, on the slate uh,
2: nothing that well it, it's it's funny like my bar is so much lower than yours in terms of who i'm willing to consider that's
1: why that's why i got you first i like you always find the good cheap ones i like it
2: but like the chargers are only 2700 against cleveland um baker can be a bit of a Moron, sometimes. So, like, I think
1: I thought you say a bit inaccurate. it said you went with bit of a moron. I like sorry, that. yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> the Chargers, uh, defense, Chargers defense, Chargers defense, Chargers defense is good, by the way.
2: Yes, and the Chargers defense is very good. And so, you know, they're playing at home. I think uh if you're paying down, that it makes some sense. The Cowboys defense is 2800. It's yep. You know, Daniel Jones is a a bit of a turnover prone quarterback, and so I wish sorry, you're I'm not, trying to be a little I, nicer now.
1: I wish you'd go with bit of a moron again, over, and
2: over. <laughs> Sorry. Um so yeah, I think those two are probably the cheap ones that I, that I would be looking at, um, but I don't know. The Raiders at 2,900 you know, against a team that doesn't know how to use their quarterback seems somewhat reasonable, although if he's going to run the ball a bunch, then the turnover opportunities won't be as, uh, as plentiful.
1: I had I had two that I really liked uh, in the cheaper range. One was the Cowboys you mentioned uh, five sacks last week, two more interceptions. Um, Trevon Diggs pretty much has an interception every week, so that <laughs> when, you, when you can mark that on the on the chalkboard as, as when you start out with that, that works out well. Right. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Jones can make some mistakes. The other one I liked in here at three thousand is actually Minnesota. Um, against Detroit. Uh, They have 13 13 sacks the first four weeks. Um, As you talk about Baker and Danny Jones, uh, that's what I think about uh, Jared Goff. I think he can definitely make some mistakes. Um, They've only forced a couple turnovers, but Detroit's allowed six sacks last two weeks. I think they're going to be a a lot of uh, pressure in the backfield, and then I think Minnesota's going to be up in this game too. So, like, give me second half of pinning your ears back and rushing Jared Goff into some mistakes. Um, I I like them a lot at 3,000. It's going to be – I think it's going to be Minnesota and Dallas for me on most teams.
2: Yeah, no, I think – Those are certainly justified, and I don't know. It just seems like paying up. Like I'm not going to pay 4,900 for the Patriots. Like that's crazy. I
1: mean, it's a great matchup, and it should be really good. But like, there's no way I'm paying for it That's that's what I thought too. It was like, oh, Patriots. I'm like, oh, 4,900. There's no way. And then same same line of defense. I mean, 4,700 for the Buccaneers. Like, I mean, great matchup. Who knows what Jacoby Brissett does? That defense probably pissed off after uh, you know barely winning last week, but they still played pretty well against New England. But um, the one that's interesting, like. If if Teddy Bridgewater sits, we get Drew Locke, who loves to force the ball into spots. Um, Pittsburgh at thirty three hundred. Like they've been bad, but it's been more their offense has been bad. Um, they did sack Aaron Rodgers three times last week. They're thirty three hundred. I think if uh, I think if Bridgewater sits, they're probably like my thirds, my my third choice among those uh, among those cheap ones. But I think they're they're pretty playable. If if, if Bridgewater Bridgewater's just kind of like safe and doesn't make mistakes, whereas Drew Locke is not safe and will make mistakes. So. Um, I just think they're they're priced down because they haven't done a lot, but thirty three hundred for Pittsburgh, I think works for me too.
2: Yeah, they, I get it.
1: Any um, any parting words as you uh, as you leave our illustrious uh, award winning uh, podcast? Uh,
2: nothing you know I mean? other than thank you. Did we
1: win any awards? I don't know if that's true. I don't know.
2: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to come up with one and give it to yeah, ourselves and for then sure. we can, uh... No, it's been uh, a ton of fun doing these podcasts with you. Definitely will uh, miss this as part of my job, and uh, yeah, you made uh, made my job significantly more fun. My that. my fun job even more fun uh, doing these with you.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, good luck with uh, whatever you do next. I assume you will let us know what that is uh, in in short order uh, with yes. that. So we look forward to that. And thanks for thanks for doing it for me. Also, I think that uh, it's been a lot of fun for me too. You mentioned I did it with Vlad and then Derek, but it was uh, it was a fun to hear that you were going to do it because I knew you from going to uh, Vegas and we did. Rotowire does like the Vegas get togethers. we have hung out a few times there. And uh, I think I hung out with you and your wife in the, in the bar one night. We had a lot of fun chatting, yep. and then we went to In and Out with uh, with Jordan Cooper one year, which is a uh, you know you and I didn't get to say anything because Jordan talked the whole time, but. Um, <laughs> I love Jordan, but he's got a lot to say, um, but uh, no, a lot of fun. So I do appreciate it. I know that uh, Friday mornings can be tough and a lot going on, but I, I appreciate uh, you giving me the chance to do this with you. It's been a lot of, of a lot of fun. Also, hopefully we'll hit a, uh, hit a big winner. Some money this week is your, I think it's, it's gotta be good karma, right? Last podcast. We're going to hit, uh, hit something big here, right?
2: We'll certainly try. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Well, thanks every for listening to the roadwire fancy football podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. Uh, if you can please rate or view the podcast as go along, long way towards helping people out. Um, do you you have a new Twitter handle? I see that.
2: Yeah, that, I was going to have to change it. Unfortunately, I branded yes. myself to Rotowire, so yes, it's. Are uh, you you Andrew
1: Andrew M Laird on Twitter? I am still at Scott Jensen. I just noticed that on the screen as you had a different one there. I almost messed that up, and I realized that wasn't going to work. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate. it. We appreciate our sponsors at WinBet for being the exclusive sponsor of the Rotowire podcast this year. Um, we appreciate that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a good week five. I'll be back at you for uh, week six. I'm not sure yet who will be, but I'm uh, I'm sure it will still be uh, still be fun and good. So I hope you uh, hope you come back. Hope you uh, listen then. But uh, thanks for everything. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate all these podcasts. So uh, good luck in whatever you do next.
2: Thank you.